Are you a busy woman who at times struggles with reducing your daily stress? Do you know that you need to slow down but do not know how? If you're looking at reducing your daily stress, you're in the right place. My name is Denise Eckert and I welcome you to the Calm Your Daily Stress podcast. I just love interviewing guests so they can share their stress-reducing tips and techniques with you. Now, if you find this podcast helpful, please share it with someone who struggles with stress because lowering our stress will make us a better person, a happier partner, mom, friend, neighbor, etc. And the best part is happiness is contagious. Enjoy this episode. Hi there, my name is Denise Eckert, and I'm the founder of the Relaxation Lounge. So I love coming on here and sharing techniques and tricks and different ideas to lower the stress in your life. And today I've got an amazing woman. Her name is Laurie Seitz, and she's the founder of Zen Rabbit, and host of the podcast, Fine is a Four-Letter Word. Lori's on a mission to teach the world to be calm and grounded, no matter what's going on. She's a nationally recognized gratitude and meditation expert. Lori guides high-achieving entrepreneurs and business leaders from living a shit show of stress to peacefully focused productivity, so they can enjoy increased sales, stronger relationships, and improved overall health. Well, welcome, Lori. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here, Denise. Now, what inspired you to do this kind of work? Like, I love gratitude practice. That's one of my favorite things. I do it before I even get out of bed in the morning. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's it's interesting. So in 2003, I started my first business and I was making a product called the Gratitude Cookie, which was based on a family recipe, kind of a cross between a butter and a sugar cookie. And because I have 25, 30 years of a marketing background, my goal was not to be just like the next Mrs. Fields. I created it as a tool for helping businesses say thank you to their clients and people who sent them referrals. And then, so then I started talking a lot about how to use gratitude as a differentiating factor in business. Amazing. So now how does gratitude work? How does gratitude work? Well, gratitude as, I mean, there's so many different ways to approach it. So for one thing, when we are all made of energy. And from an energetic standpoint, an energetic vibration, gratitude is one of the highest levels of energy that you can reach. It's right up there with love and joy and the enlightenment. It's not quite as high. Enlightenment is like the highest one, but, but it's up there. It's a very high energetic vibration. And so when you are operating from this place of feeling grateful, all the time, you're operating at a higher energetic vibration. This is science. I know it sounds like a little woo-woo, but there's actually science research and all that uh, proven stuff behind it. So when when you're operating at that level where you're like seeing gratitude for everything, you're naturally attracting more things to be grateful for into your life. Now, is there a certain practice that you recommend? Because I know for myself, when I'm lying in bed, I just think of five things I'm grateful for or 10 things I'm grateful for. And I kind of end up going down that rabbit hole of the things I'm grateful for. But someone just starting out that wants to try gratitude practice, what do you recommend? Yeah. So that is a great exercise of like, what am I grateful for? And if you can come up with like different things, so it's not the same thing every single day, like, oh, of course you're grateful for your family and maybe your pets and your warm bed, whatever. But one thing, can you think of what something that happened yesterday 
if you're doing it in the morning or today, if you're doing it in the evening, what am I, what happened today that I can be grateful for? And so that changes it up, you know, cause you're thinking every day is not the same. What can you be grateful for? That's one thing I would recommend. Secondly, I absolutely love this exercise and I share it with my clients all the time. And it's called the, but I'm grateful for exercise. Have you heard of this one? No. <laughs> okay. So something happens and your natural inclination is to complain or criticize. Like, I don't know. Can you give me an example of something that happened for you maybe in the past day or week or something? And you're like, Argh. like, cause we, I mean, we naturally well, there's get. a big one. Oh no, it's yeah. raining again or it's raining. And it's yeah. like, uh. <laughs> right. Okay. So you had an outdoor activity planned, let's say, and now it's raining. I can't believe it's raining, uh, but I'm grateful. What? Like that. I don't have to live out there that I have, you know, somewhere I can get out of the rain or I'm grateful. We can reschedule it until next week, or I'm grateful. It doesn't even have to be related to the thing that happened. But, you know, but I'm grateful I have these awesome friends that I can call whenever I need to. What all you're doing is refocusing your attention away from the thing that you were complaining and criticizing about, which is a lower energy vibration. And I mentioned that when you live in looking for things to be grateful for, more things to be grateful for show up. Same thing happens on the opposite side when you're looking for things to complain and criticize about more of those show up in your life. It's it's crazy how that happens. Yeah, so you're taking your attention, the complaint and the criticism, and then refocusing it. But I'm grateful for. Have you ever heard that that it's not good to use the word but? Yes. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Do you know why? I can't remember, actually. Okay. It's because it negates the first part of the sentence. So if I said to you, Denise, you did a fantastic job with that party. It was amazing. But, you know, next time you just completely didn't even hear what I said. That was the good part of that because now you're focused on what comes after. But and that's exactly why we're using it in this because we want to negate that first part, that complaint, that criticism and focus all of the attention on the gratefulness part. That's really neat because, yeah, okay, so it's raining, it's blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it's keeping the forest fires down in my area. It's watering my plants. There's a lot of positive things when when you do look at anything, really. Yeah. Now, yeah. do you suggest people write these down or they just say them out loud or? In using this exercise, it's really just a matter of catching yourself when you start to complain or criticize and the more you do it and you can start doing it, you know, right now, like it doesn't take any effort, time, money, whatever, like just catch yourself every time. And the more you do it, the more naturally grateful you become, you'll just automatically go to the gratitude. Like you might have a passing thought of like, oh, it's raining. Ah, oh, but I'm grateful. You won't even spend any time in that complaint place. Now let's talk a little bit about meditation. How do you find meditation benefits people? 
There are so many benefits to meditation. It's really, it's really like a magic pill, if you will. People always are looking for the magic pill. What is it? And meditation has so many benefits. So from a physical standpoint, it can rewire your brain. It calms everything in your nervous system down. It helps increase the, the feel good chemicals in your brain, serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin. It reduces the stress chemicals like cortisone, cortisol, 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 not cortisone, cortisone's fritchies. Yeah. Cortisol, (laughs) the stress hormone. (laughs) Yeah. It, it can increase creativity. It enhances focus, which is an interesting point. I want to come back to that in a minute about focus, but enhances focus. It helps make you more emotionally. What's that word? Emotionally intelligent. So you're less likely to get drawn into conflict, which means that your relationships improve. It can make you a better leader. It makes you a better partner, a better parent, a better friend, (laughs) all of these. I mean, so many, I can go on and on, but we don't have like hours, but it just all of these benefits that it creates for your physical well-being, your mental well-being, your emotional well-being, because now you're more even keeled. It's not, you're going to face a situation. So this is the cool thing about meditation is it changes you. It doesn't change your outside circumstances. Like life and people around you could still be going crazy, but you're responding differently. Now, for someone that's just starting to meditate or tried it before and it's not working for them, what's an easy way of getting started with meditation? Mm -hmm. Because I know for myself, just sitting there in silence doesn't work because then I'm thinking about all the things I need to do or my to-do list is on this rerun. What do you recommend for someone that has a difficult time meditating or stopping? Yeah, that's a great question because one of the things I find that keeps people from meditating most often is I can't control the thoughts in my head, so I'm not good at meditation. And that's because people have this belief that they have to sit in silence for an hour at a time, cross-legged on a mat with, you know, no thoughts in their head. And almost nobody can do that. So it, we're putting an expectation on ourselves that is ridiculous to start with. But for one thing, recognize that thoughts are going to come and go from your mind. That's part of being human. And so you can't eliminate them, but you can notice them. You can notice when a thought is starting to carry you away and come back to, and this is the answer to your question, the sound of the meditation teacher's voice. So for people who are starting, I strongly recommend starting with guided meditations. This is not like cheating. Like it is what helps you get into a meditation. And even after all these years, I've been doing it consistently for probably about nine years now. I still listen to guided meditations on the regular because it just it just helps you get into a deeper state of relaxation and it helps to have something to bring yourself back to when those thoughts start carrying you away. A lot of times too, like if I have a thought in my head while I'm meditating and it's so prominent, I will have a notebook beside me and I write it down, I dump it out of my head and then I continue because A lot of times it's like, oh, crap, I forgot to do this because you're finally sitting down and just being quiet with yourself. 
And it's an important aspect of what I need to do. And I just dump it. That's it. It's out of my head. I don't have to remember this, remember this. Are there any other little tricks that can help when we're dealing with busy women? We have so much going on in our heads. It's hard to do that slow down. Are there any other tricks that we can take away from this conversation? Yeah, absolutely. One of the things is that we've got all this excess energy. Like, what am I going to do? Like, now I got to sit down. And so put on your favorite hype song. One of the questions I ask, the last question I ask on my podcast in every episode is, what is your hype song? Because I'm really into music and I love like finding out what other people's things is. So what, you know, whatever your hype song is, put it on, dance around like nobody's watching because nobody is watching. You know, they'll like dance like no one's watching. No, but move your body, get out all of that excess energy and then sit. Or you don't have to sit at all. Go out and take a walk, go for a run, but do it. If you're going for a walk, pay attention to what you're feeling, how your feet feel on the pavement or the ground. What are you hearing? Birds, maybe traffic. What are you hearing? What are you seeing? What are you smelling? Paying attention to all of the things your senses are taking in. That is a form of meditation. It's just slowing everything down. I love that because, I mean, that's really easy to do. Mm-hmm. And even if you are, you know, at a job site or doing something else, you know, you can take that five-minute walk and just, what yeah. do you smell? What do you feel? How do your feet feel? You know, that's perfect. Yeah. And I'm glad you just said five minutes because you there's research that shows that even three minutes of meditation a day has these beneficial effects that we're talking about. So you don't need an hour. Yeah. And I was going to actually ask you, so what are the best ways to fit in meditation or gratitude practices? Is there a better time of day to do it or or how many times a day? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All day. It's, (laughs) It's really what works for you. You mentioned doing it first thing. You do yours first thing in the morning. I also do a meditation every morning before I get out of bed because it helps me set my intention for the day, helps me get into the right frame and in energy for my day. Some people, and so I highly recommend doing it in the morning if you can. And again, just three, five minutes, maybe just give yourself that space. And it's also a great time to do it because your mind is in that, it's called alpha brainwave. It's that state where you're between awake and asleep. Like you're still kind of in that dreamy state. That's when your mind is most programmable. It's you're reaching, you're talking to your subconscious mind at that point. And so if you're doing a meditation that's helping you with anxiety or motivation or whatever it is, all of those great messages are getting straight into your subconscious mind when you're in that in-between state. The other time you're in that in-between state is when you're falling asleep. So that's another great time to fit in a meditation is just as you're falling asleep at night, you're half awake, half asleep, that, that, in between state, which is also why it's so important to not fall asleep with the TV on with news or anything like scary movies, whatever. That's all going into your subconscious mind as you're falling asleep. You're feeding it that junk if that's what you're doing. So yeah. And that's when your brain is trying to keep you safe. So your brain Mm -hmm. can't differentiate whether this news is what's going on in your life 
or whether this news is going on in another country. And it just, yeah, it's just not a good thing. I actually don't really watch the news anymore. Yeah, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't either. But and then so, and then if it's in, in the middle of the day, you need a, you're stressed out. You just want to get away, take a break at lunch or the middle of the afternoon or whatever it is, whenever you need it. That's the cool thing about like whenever you can fit it in, whenever you most need it, do it then. But if you can create a a practice, you know, when you're in the shower, maybe in the morning or something like, and be consistent with it. That's the hard part. It's, it was so hard for me before I really got into it, like doing it consistently, just like anything. It's creating a new habit. Yeah. And I've been doing the shower a lot, just feeling the water. Mm-hmm. It's, what is the temperature of the water? How does it feel in my hair? How does it feel in my fingers? And it just, because I found in the past, I'd be thinking about work in the shower and this is not relaxing. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and there's nothing I can do in the shower about a problem that I've got on the computer. Yeah. I need to separate myself a little bit. And it's just bringing that mindfulness into our daily lives, really, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And recognizing that. You can give yourself this peace of mind. Like worry is projecting what could happen, like all the negative things. It's almost like visualizing the scary negative things that you don't want to happen as opposed to visualizing the things that you would like to have in your life. Visualizing the negative things, that's what worry is. Why would you do that to yourself? And I know sometimes it's hard to not do it. I get it. I'm not saying that it's always possible. Again, though, once you realize that's what you're doing and you can catch yourself, you can flip this the script and go, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, no, no. Let's because it's equally possible. It's actually more possible. The universe conspires for our highest good. So it is more possible that the good thing, the good outcome will happen versus the bad thing that you're worrying about, but you're spending more time focused on the bad thing. Yeah, I love that. So when we get a worrying thought in our heads, we can turn around, but. (laughs) What if? Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, even with a quick gratefulness practice of what you've got now, not worrying about what's going to happen in the future. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a matter of refocusing. And that's really what we're talking about in this whole conversation is refocusing your attention to be on a more positive, beneficial, joyful outcome and asking yourself the question, what's the best thing that could happen? What if this good thing happened? Because you're in worry and you're like, oh, but what if this horrible thing happens? And what if this and what if that? And what if None of that could would happen, and it would be amazing. What if it was the best thing? Now, working with people, what do you see their stress levels doing when they introduce these practices into their lives? It's amazing how even just three minutes of focused breathing, like just sit for three minutes, close your eyes in your chair or standing or walking or however you prefer to do it, and just breathe. Focus on your breath coming into your body and going out and focus on breathing really deep all the way down into your abdomen. Because we we don't breathe. We breathe. Obviously, we're all still alive. But 
we don't breathe deeply. We breathe shallowly. So we're not really getting the full benefits of oxygenating your body and your bloodstream. And so if you can just sit for three minutes and just breathe in really deeply and then just let it go and breathe in really and just slow and doing that for those three minutes, that just, again, it calms your entire nervous system. Your whole body feels relaxed and you can then go back into whatever situation you were facing three minutes earlier in a more calm state with a more peace, with more peace in your mind. And that's going to help you be more focused and it's going to help you figure out what to do next. I love that. Because yeah, it gives you that clarity, the focus, Mm -hmm. and it calms your stress down. And that's one of the worst things. If we continue living in stress, I know for myself, when I feel stressed, I start making mistakes, I get Mm -hmm. frustrated, start snapping at people. So overall, it's really not good for me to be stressed. (laughs) Yeah, you or anyone else. And yeah, it's not good for you to be stressed, not good for other people to be stressed. But when you're stressed, it's not good for anybody else in your your immediate surroundings either, right? (laughs) Absolutely. So I understand you have a free giveaway, the uh, 10 Daily Habits for a Stress-Free Life. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Well, that is, it's just 10 simple things that you can focus on to reduce and eliminate stress in your life. I mean, we we've, we've talked about some of them here, but there are they're very simple things. It doesn't require money, doesn't require lots of time to figure out and implement. Just 10 really simple practices to implement to go, okay, let me get a grip on this a little bit. I love that. Okay, Lori. So we're going to be wrapping this up. So anybody that's listening and is interested in getting her 10 daily habits for a stress-free life, it'll be anywhere you're listening. It'll be in the show notes and wherever social media you're watching this, that would be great. So Lori, we're going to be wrapping this up. Can you share with us some words of wisdom from Lori? (laughs) Words of wisdom. Words of wisdom. (laughs) Yeah. You know, we are we are here to have to have this experience of life i actually believe life is about it's an it's an experiment and so if we look at it that way it's an experiment there is no way to fail there are only lessons and experiences and everything is okay everything is working out for you even if it doesn't look like it in this very moment trust have faith, everything is working out. And and I actually use that as a something I repeat kind of like a mantra to myself when in good times and in times where I'm like, maybe I'm starting to feel a little stressed. Everything is always working out for me. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Lori. My joy. I, I just love this conversation. And yeah, so anybody that's listening, I will be putting Lori's contact information wherever you're listening or watching this. So if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out and ask her the questions. (laughs) Well, thank you very much, Lori. Great information. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. So now I'm just going to leave you with a gentle reminder just to slow down and enjoy life. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Calm Your Daily Stress podcast. Have you ever wondered what your stress personality is? Are you a self-care goddess or a burnout queen? 
Well, you can find out by taking my free quiz. You just need to go to www.stressquiz.info to find out where you rank. Sending you love and peace, and I'll see you in the next episode.